Storywise Would End, Season 4, Episode 7. Welcome to Storywise Would End. True stories told live in Would End in the Macedon Ranges, 70 kilometres north of Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Hi, welcome. Again, it's Des Rock here with the theme of Fire for Season 4. This particular story, told by Peter Fernan, walks us through a fire. Hmm. There's a little bit more to this story, so stick around at the end. But first, I want you to really enjoy the wonderfully told story by Peter and uh, see you afterwards. Before, Before Black Saturday, the standard information that you got from the CFA about fire. The standard story was the safest place in a fire is to be in your house. As long as the, it was cleared around, this was sort of very counterintuitive, um, as long as the, it was clear around the house that the fire would burn past your house and you needed to be there to put out the spot fires afterwards. That's what caused houses to burn down, the spot fires. Now, um, on Black Saturday, I was in my shed working on a show and I didn't go outside for most of the day. I was completely cut off from the world. I do remember an evil hot wind in the yard as I walked down to the, to the house that day. And then later on in the evening, the, the stories started coming in about Marysville and Kinglake and Wandong, all places where I'd been, I'd performed in schools and taught in, in schools there. And, and, and then you started hearing about the death toll and you started hearing about stories about flames a, a hundred metres high and, and, and um, the, the, uh, the firestorm that descended on Marysville and eviscerated the town, a, a woman talking about hearing a report on the radio of a fire 20 kilometres away and 10 minutes later seeing it coming across the field. And um, the CFA's standard bit of information went up in smoke that day too. About a week later I was um, working in the house. I was um, pulled up the floorboards in the lounge room and was digging holes to put in stumps and um, the um, I, I, once again completely cut off from the world the kids came home on the school bus and I said dad there's a fire and I said where? I said look outside and I went outside I could see this vast leaning pillar of smoke sort of towering up into the sky and I um, turned on the radio and heard uh, reports of a fire in Musk, about 15 kilometres away, heading for Newbury, about three kilometres away. There was a... <clears throat> I didn't quite panic, 
My wife was in, in Melbourne, so I called her, said the kids were with me. Um, sent them off to find the cat in the cat box. Dog put it on a leash. Got the documents in the car, down the road, away from the great leaning pillar of smoke down the highway, off to my mother-in-law's and we uh, put our little feud into truce. And evening while that happens, and when we returned, um, the, the following day there was smouldering embers in our backyard. Apparently the fire had suddenly changed direction. It was, it was heading our way and then it headed off. The wind changed and headed off northeast towards Glen Lyon. And um, you could see how expertly the CFIA had guided the fire past all the houses on the highway. There was very, very little damage that day. Uh, it was probably one of the days when you should have stayed at home and put out spot fires. But we weren't particularly <laughs> thinking that at the time. And the next time there was a, a fire warning, the uh, uh, extreme fire danger, we, we headed out early and we got out of the place. But it turned out not even in the end to be an extreme fire danger. It was a very high, as, as it turned out. And we thought, oh, well, that was a bit overdoing it. And so the next time we didn't go. But... Even today, um, you know, especially at this time of year when the rain's coming down and grass is growing nice and green and then spring comes along and it grows lush and then it dries out in summer and each year the world's climate gets hotter and hotter and our politicians say, well, I wish you could prove that that bit of coal caused that fire. We're not going to worry about it too much. But I do, I worry. I've got a little knot of fear in me. Uh, it wasn't our turn that day, but maybe this year it will, or in ten years' time. Who knows? Thanks. This story told by Peter Fernan was one of the first I edited to show Kate my abilities before I took over this podcast. And she listened to it and said, great work on the editing, but then informed me more about the story. You see, I wasn't there when the story was told, but she said there must be an addition or, you know, an explanation of what happened afterwards. Another listener who was in the audience just got up and left during Peter's story, which prompted Kate to ask if everything was okay, and Kate had found out that she had been triggered. So this next bit of audio is Kate explaining that. And just uh, to mention, um, uh, uh, Peter's story triggered um, uh, uh, someone in the audience who who, who left. Um, she, She knew that... She worked at the coroner's office in the 12, 16 weeks after Black Saturday. She knew the theme was going to be fire. She ummed and ahed about coming, but she decided that it would be okay, it would be fine. But for the third time since Black Saturday, the word Marysville, she knows the story of every person that died at Marysville, and just that word, she knew that she had to leave. So um, she's, she's okay, she's okay. And she's, she's staying <laughs> out. So anyway, that was, that was why Tanya left. Um, 
so it was just and she said I don't know where he was going with that story I said it was a very mild story but that was enough so that's just that's just the trauma that our community carries in in relation to this particular topic so um yeah I suppose it you know brings it home in a very real way that that's such a trauma of our community Thanks for listening to StoryWise Would End. If you want to know more about StoryWise or me, Kate Lawrence, then head over to storywise.com.au. And remember, your stories matter.